This is the Scum and Sneak fantasy football show about the LV Dynasty fantasy football league that we are all in. Sneak, we got a lot to do in a little bit of time. That's usually how it works out with us, but I'm ready to rock and roll and jabba gabba goal. Yabba gabba goo. Yabba gabba goo. Let's catch up, bro. Let's finish the trade news from yesterday because we, as we predicted, uh, which was a fun surprise, we had missed some at the time we ended the recording. So uh, one of the fun trades was Naheem Hines goes to the Buffalo Bills, swaps with Zach Moss, and I think that uh, – what's your quick – Opinion. I, I, mine is that Naheem Hines is going to have a role for that team for sure for the Bills. Uh, yeah, I think, but I also think Zach Moss is going to have a role with the Colts. <laughs> I think. I, I, I think love, everybody I think gets tra- a role with every team. <laughs> no, I don't think Zach Moss ever gets a role again. Besides depth, especially with Jonathan Taylor missing practice again today. Geez, what a dud! But. I think they traded Naheem Hines because they feel good. Well, one, because they're having a bad year and they wanted something back. But I, I'm all in on the Deion Jackson trade. I think they believe in him after what they've seen. And I think he's their new, like, backup, their new Naheem Hines. Yeah, but why are the Bills all excited about Naheem Hines? Don't they already have Devin Singletary and James Cook? Like, don't those – isn't them the same guys or am I – doing that thing where I convinced myself that somebody is either, you know, like we do that thing. <laughs> I know that thing. I think that with Singletary, it's like, he's their safe guy. He's also going to be their early down guy now, especially um, they thought they might get something from James Cook, but I don't know if they really think he's ready. He's been okay in playing time. But remember when the bills were went hard after JD McKissick. Oh, um, right. yeah, and season. then, and then, the, you know, the, they didn't get to do it because of whatever. I forgot how it went down. But yeah. I think they wanted a pass catcher with that skill set. I'm sure he's – I'm sure um, Hines, Hines is going to be better than James Cook and pass pro too. So I just wanted like a vet back there. And, and Naheem Hines has some pop. So I don't know. I could see him being really uh, – a real like – Annoyance. We already thought that backfield was annoying, but it had gotten less so because Zach Moss was not playing. So now it's just going to be like, I would, I wouldn't be as fired up starting a Singletary in like a redraft league if, if it were me. What's really annoying about the Bills' backfield is that Singletary just is pretty decent of a player, and I've always just I think so hated the idea of him being good and. (laughs) <laughs> Every year he's like pretty good. Like, I mean, I don't know, pretty. He's he's decent. Like he's good enough to be a starting running back. And every year I'm just like, I don't want anything to do with him. And then every year he's pretty good. And I'm like, this is yeah, so annoying to me. You so know far, what else is Naheem Hines has a role. He will be good ish. And Zach Moss is really, really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> another trade um the miami dolphins made a big swing traded for bradley chubb from the broncos 
But in that deal, Chase Edmonds also goes to uh, Denver. So Chase Edmonds had a lot of hype in the preseason. He was kind of like, or the thought was that he was Mike McDaniel's um, kind of pick for that offense. Obviously, he had hasn't so much hype in the offseason. Yeah. So much hype. He got his role taken by 30-year-old Raheem Mostert. But in Denver, you know, just competing with older guys, Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray, is this good for Chase Edmonds? Is it just he's the same? He's just a backup that has some potential? Like he's a high-level handcuff? What's your thoughts? Yeah, I like the term high-level handcuff. Uh, Latavius Murray is ancient, and Melvin Gordon is serviceable. So I guess if Chase Edmonds – I don't know why he didn't he couldn't hold off Mostert and take the reins in Miami. Maybe he can take the reins here in Denver. I guess it's just a question mark, high-level handcuff possibility somewhat of a maybe <laughs> i was surprised to see that gooch the biggest chase Edmund fan in the world dropped him in, in, in the so, world for sure. yeah so if he doesn't believe chase Edmonds has a role in denver then probably no one does there is not Dolphins. a believer out there if it's not gooch the dolphins replaced chase Edmonds with former 49ers running back Jeff Wilson. So he reunites with, with Mike and Raheem. I think that's interesting. I wonder if he starts to cut into the Raheem Mostert role, being younger, being pretty similar. Um, we also know Mostert does have injury concerns. He always has. So any, uh, any twinkle of interest for Jeff Wilson in a role? He's also been one of those guys that I've always been very annoyed with that is <laughs> thought of being good and and someone that every year he's like, oh, either he's one of those guys last drafted or on the waiver, one of those top waiver pickups because he's like, he always starts every year hurt and then he like gets the job like on week, in week three and is good and apparently like fast and stuff. I always thought, or I don't know. I don't know. He's just one of those other guys that I've just never taken the time to know anything about. And whenever I see his name, I'm just like, Ugh. as someone who's uh, taking advantage of some of those times, I love him. But yes, he is very, ugh, because he's one of those guys that's just like, will never actually be a um, featured starting running back. Right. But when you are forced to use him, He's fine and actually kind of good. There's a distinct group of NFL players in each position where they just fall into this weird, weird section, like with all the players we're talking about, where you're like, they can't be good. And then they get all this work and then they're like kind of good, but they they're, they always have a job. It's just one. Ah. Well, last big trade we'll talk about, and it really only matters for like next year and moving forward, but Calvin Ridley gets traded in the middle of his year-long suspension for gambling. Uh, he gets traded to the Jaguars, so next year's number one target for Trevor Lawrence, which I think is interesting because everyone knows I love Calvin Ridley, and um, I, I would expect him to still be good and help yeah, Trevor there's Lawrence. Not, there's no one in the world who love Calvin Ridley more than you. I, I think uh, him and, and Kirk and 
would be a nice little duo for Lawrence. I think so too. I think I guess Evan Ingram is like a, is decent with the Jaguars right now. So, and you got your Zay's and your Marvin Jones and whatever else. So they're putting together a interesting stable of receivers. And I, I agree. If Calvin really is what he was, then that is a, a good trade and interesting fantasy option on that Jaguars offense next year. That's your news catch up from trade deadline day yesterday. We forgot in all the excitement to do a nonsense minute. So can't skip one today. Quick hitter for you though. Sneak. What are you eating? I'm eating a nature Valley protein bar, peanut butter and dark chocolate. Mm, And just crumbs are everywhere. I already know. Just your lap is a sea of crumbs right now. (laughs) No, it's not. It's not one of those bars that break into a billion pieces. It's all very, it's all very uh, in, uh, together. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, just a couple minutes ago had a Greek yogurt um, high protein one. And uh, moving on. How many yogurts do you eat a day? How many yogurt yogurts do you eat a day? Two to four depending on how my stomach can handle it. <laughs> Strictly for the protein intake, or, you, or do you like the taste? I like the taste. They're good. They taste like yogurts, but they're just high in protein. I love yogurt. Me too. But these are the thick ones. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like the uh, Tillamook, uh, uh, Tillamook yogurt. There's a version of them where no, they're, that's, just, that's, they're super thick and I, that's what I'm all about. That's just cheese. You just <laughs> talked about cheese. Oh. I get these little personalized Tillamook cheeses. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of eats, I have a little fact for you. We always eat good on Friendsgiving. Maybe I'm jumping to them a little bit here. But we also do uh, deep fried turkey that's the tradition for friendsgiving mm-hmm. and i don't know if you knew this but the tank on my deep fryer holds up to a 13 pound turkey that's pretty good size yeah perfect for what we need a 13 pound turkey is all we've ever been having at friendsgiving and there's like 20 of us and ham and then all the sides oh yeah I would I would appreciate a bigger tank if I could have like a, a twenty pounder. I would twenty pound turkey tank. Accept it, but but only a thirteen pound turkey tank over here. Well, interesting that you bring up turkey tanks because did you know that the um, a big pothole in the road is called a tank trap? I did not know that. If it's big the enough to, to trap if it's them. big enough to trap a tank while it's driving down the road and stop it from getting getting to the destination <laughs> it's called a tank trap and sometimes if you're driving down the the dirt roads you know too fast and you don't see a big pothole and you just launch your rig into the trees and then you know you hit a tank trap did you learn that uh the past couple of weekends when you've been hunting you hunt for tanks and tank traps 
I learned about tank traps a long time ago, but I just remembered about them because now that I'm back in the in the backwoods, I've been seeing them a lot more. Hmm. Tank, tra tank traps and uh, tank, tank traps. Uh, turkey tanks. Turkey tanks. Snake waiver Wednesday. A uh, little bit of a uh, little bit of hullabaloo here. A couple defenses were picked up. Wade picks up the Vikings defense for fifteen dollars, but we got the money to spend. And he finally drops Tariq Cohen. Uh, feel bad for Tariq Cohen. Love the guy. Go read his Players Tribune stuff because it's really good. Hopefully he can come back, but he does not need to be on rosters right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Gooch picked up the Giants defense and dropped Raheem Blackshear. So even without Chuba Hubbard, Raheem Blackshear did nothing. So, yeah, not worth a roster spot. And then a fun little wrinkle. Uh, after the trade of TJ Hawkinson, both backup tight ends for the Detroit Lions were picked up. I picked up James Mitchell, who was a rookie this year, for $7 just because I wanted him. And then Gooch picked up Brock Wright, dropping Jamichael Haste. Brock Wright is supposed to be the, the second on the depth chart. Mm. So interesting week. Nothing too major. I'm going to give Wade... This coming sneak waiver pickup of the week. Just because he actually made a move and spent some money. Wade is uh, coming up aces all, all week here going into week nine, it appears. Speaking of, let's go ahead and get into our ranks this week for week nine. This week's episode of the Scum and Sneak Show is brought to you by the Old Faithful Suppers by Sneak. But with a little twist, we've added a new uh, section or whatever of the of the company. Now it's Sides by Sneak. It is November. It's time to get ready for Thanksgiving. We're going to talk to you about number one side that you want to have at your Thanksgiving dinner, and that is your mashed taters. Dress them up, dress them down. Doesn't matter what you do with them, but they've got to be there. Uh, talk to us over at Sides by Sneak, and we will set you up with an amazing array of options on how to make them mashed taters pop. Suppers by Sneak, Sides by Sneak. This is the part of the show where we come back after a 24-hour hiatus. Seamless, right, Sneak? Yeah. Some, I mean, it's we're just always adding new wrinkles to the show, and sometimes we just do half episodes, and then we just come back and do another half another time. Thank you, though, for bringing us Sides by Sneak. I'm excited to partake in that new thing, the new entity within yeah, suppers by yeah. snake uh we'll you we'll do this as a quick kind of like half nonsense minute but what is your favorite like flair thing to add for mashed potato you know like we all we all love a classic but how do you like to uh, spice things up how do you like to make it a little a little different what's one of the flash things you got uh maybe a little uh 
No, why can't I think of it? What are them like little green flakes? Ula parsley. I would. It's not parsley. That's what I was or gonna say. Little uh, chives. Maybe it's not. It's what I'm. Well, I don't know what I'm thinking of, but yeah, some sort of just a little dash of greenery, a little dash of. Uh, uh, gosh dang it! I can't think of it. Anyway, a little, little herbaceousness in there. I dig it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or, or like, if you want to just some, just a little bit of something. <laughs> I just I don't know. I can't even. I can't even talk today. I'll do a little uh, Parmesan cheese sometimes, you know, like a okay. actual melty one, not the dusty one. Put yeah. that in there sometimes. Little, I'm thinking about trying to trying to make a like put like cheese and sour cream and just put the whole make it like loaded mashed potatoes, so loaded mashed all potatoes cooked go. together. Have you ever done twice baked potatoes? No, but I've heard that they're pretty fun. They're so good. Oh, maybe I'll do that this year. Put that in the notes. Alexa, put that on my notes. All right, Shnick, we are resuming the episode with the power ranks. Yes. And you know what? They don't need very much to do. Let's just get into them. And as always, we'll start from bottom to top. At number 12 and 11, we've got the bottom buddies, Scum and Big T. At number 10, the honorary bottom buddy, but with a little too many wins, is Big Snake. Number 9, staying put, is Jimbo. Number 8 is Ben. And number 7 is Gooch. Gooch does a little jump up there. Probably not as big as he wanted to after dethroning Ernie, but that's how it goes. And then at top 6 is Dason at 6. Doug at 5 gets the first letter of his name back after winning. Four is Hesse, three is Brendan, and then the big change that we all expected to come at some point was Eric falling to number two, and old Gee Buttersnap, the best TT showbiz, Wade is at a number one spot. And we've been teasing it all year that there was going to come a day when old Earn is not at the top, and it is this day with Guy at the one spot. Unbelievable. I mean, no, I don't think there's going to be any contest. Wade is undefeated. His team is stacked. Josh Allen, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Nick Chubb. You guys know the names. We thought he might be a little bit vulnerable just because the depth might not be there. He's had some injuries. But the top end talent is really good right there obviously with eric and brandon and um you know i think that's that's our race right there we'll see if someone can kind of crash the party but um there probably could have been an argument made it didn't actually happen in in the committee's votes but brandon has a few more points scored than eric so there's a there's a case for making him uh the two spot not the three why would you say that didn't happen why why did eric still maintain uh, a spot ahead of Brandon. I want to say, I guess it's just because Ernie beat Brandon and yeah, you know, we, you did, he did lose. So he's, he's got to come out the top, but 
we don't want to drop him too far down because we know how good and special that team is. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would say. Question for you, though, Scum. I'm looking at yeah. it right now. There are there are five, four, and four teams. Mm-hmm. Which one of them, not necessarily, like, we're not talking playoffs, I guess, but which one of them teams is the closest to the top three? And which one of them teams is closest to the bottom three? I think Hesse is the closest to the top three. Uh, I think that's pointed out by the fact that he had the second most points last week. He, unfortunately, he played Wade, who scored the, the most. So Jesse's, you know, peak can hang. He didn't, he didn't even have Zeke. He had a monster game out of Deontay Foreman, so maybe that's not sustainable. But Lamar, Andrews, the Bucks receivers, Tyler Lockett is surprisingly good with Geno Smith. So his, his ceiling is kind of there. He just um, doesn't have as high of a floor as those other three. So I say Hesse's the closest. Okay. And then the closest one of falling out is honestly probably Dason. He's the team we had ranked the lowest in preseason out of those. And we've seen him kind of stumble after, after a good start. Um, his depth isn't really there. Herbert's having a down year. Uh, Devontae Adams is having a down year. Maybe those turn around, but it seems like he's probably the most vulnerable. Um, while teams like Gooch and Ben are coming on strong, their guys are kind of turning around, and, and that's what we expected. We thought they'd be more in the uh, you know playoff clump. So right. And then um, yeah, that that's about it. We and we could have jumped Gooch a little higher, but. I don't know. You got to win a little more to earn it after skating by with a few easy wins that you may maybe shouldn't have early in the season, Chase. So that's that. Yeah. Jason was looking like he was going to be one of those top teams early on. He's been dropping recently. His team, their players aren't performing. Um, So I like to hear that about Jason's team from you because, again, I have that sweet pick uh i would agree i i mean i like what i understand what you're saying about gucci's team but his his team is looking like it could be on the turnaround yeah hesse's team is just always weirdly it's so up and down it's it always has been so up and down and so it's hard to trust like last year you know he would be the first one to say like he didn't make the playoffs and not as good as he thought. So, right. Uh, I like for me. I would. I would. I would probably say Dayson closest to being in the bottom, and I would probably just you know I'm going to say it. I think Gooch is going to make that rise to to jump the rest of these four and fours here, uh, just because I just think Hesse is just too uh, inconsistent. All right, then we shall see. I know that Hesse is. Uh... Well, that's where I want to use. He's he's been disheartened by the the lack of consistency. You know, to your point, by the Ravens. I think he was kind of riding high last year. You know, the big Mark Andrews year. So we'll see um, if he wants to make a move or something. I don't know. Hard hard landscape to try and make a move to be good right now. But we've seen things change pretty quickly. So, Essie, if you're listening, if you're still 
locked in if you haven't moved on to basketball too much you know don't lose heart my friend is that is that what's going on here as he's moving on to basketball he's uh he'll text me about he'll he'll start off with how can we make your team better i'm like yes i don't want my team to be better uh, allegedly not the right <laughs> question to ask uh, but he's been talking about basketball I'm like, what no we're, we're that's not that's not where we start things old hawaiian uh, island native so yeah i think he might be he's just split split focus anything else on the ranks no i mean i guess the only thing i can say is I don't know what can happen, if anything, just going forward in the league to where, I mean, we've been so top heavy for so long. There's like, we've said it before. It's always the, it, there's, there's clear one or two this year, I guess three, you could say, well, you can't say it, but like, I don't know if we could have said that in the past. And then there's the middle. And then there's usually anywhere from one to two to two and a half ish or so teams that are playing for future. I, I just wonder if there's a way I think, I don't know if it was last year or the year before I felt like we had a lot more parity. Maybe it was last year with Ben being good and, and we finally understood Wade being good, but there's, I wonder if there's something that can happen to where it's not so top heavy. Cause when you look at those top teams, it feels like they just have all of the good, reliable, noteworthy players and everyone there in the middle has like maybe one, maybe two guys that are kind of like decent. So I wonder for the future of the league, what can be done, if anything, to get it to be a lot more close, I guess. Yeah, I mean, speaking philosophically now. Sure. Honestly, we have to get more teams that have plans uh, in general, rather than just kind of like staying put. Um, or like being, you know, making one or two deals a year, but then those things kind of swing the good teams to keep being good and where they're not, um, where those kind of complacent teams, uh, again, don't make themselves that much better, that much worse, or they do like a half rebuild, half stay competitive. But so at that point, it's just kind of recycling of the same things. So I think that'd be the biggest change. If we had uh, more kind of more competitive teams in the middle, then we wouldn't have this like the the seventh place team is a um, is a Doug. I'll use Doug because he doesn't listen, right? And he typically before like last year was like, um, I'll draft my guys. I'll be kind of good. Maybe I'll make a small move here or there, or I will. Um, give up a player for a first round pick. I'll make that first round pick and I'll be okay. Still, I just will keep kind of like cycling through that. Right. Rather than stockpiling good players and selling a future or pull a commitment to the future. There's just like this half um, thing where you're never going to really compete, but you're never going to churn out and replace your team. Does that make sense? Or am I just rambling? No, it make it makes sense, and I mean, I, we could talk this topic forever, and we we just might because I think one of the things <laughs> that this whole notion that there's like 
tanking penalties and that there's, you know, we want things to be competitive. So we don't want there to be so many teams going on where they don't have anyone to play. And it's just, they're playing for like six years in the future, but that's just, I mean, that's part of a dynasty league. And that's what's, that's what the, that's what that people find fun as well is you've managed a team for so long. Your guys are getting older. You're not, getting the championship or getting to, you know, playoffs or whatever. So you're like, well, I'm going to sell them. I'm going to just start fresh. And that's understandable. And you're going to have one or two of those teams every year that can try to do it. Um, another thing I was going to say, which, Oh, and I, I, I starting to wonder if our roster sizes are getting too big because you right now you could, like I said, you could look at the top three teams and they've got, they've got the majority of all the good players because they can, for one, they can roster them. We can we roster like 47 players. And so you can go and say, who's not good this year. We're going to be good for a couple of years. Like, like in the past or now or whatever, like trade me all your players. I will give you some version of picks or whatever. And now I've just got everybody. But like, if you cut our, if our rosters weren't so big, like, right, like we, we do this every week now where we're starting to do like this waiver thing. Like there are just, there is no waiver opportunities out there, which I mean, I don't know. In other types of leagues, like you have the opportunity to get players off waivers that might help you out for a week or you find someone in the future. But now it's like, do you, do you agree with that? Our rosters are getting to a point to where like they shouldn't be that big or am I? I, I don't up, agree with it. up I, old wounds from back in the day. No, I mean, I get the point of like, that's part of what allows a team to be lopsided. But my view on it is that's the point of this league. Like it's a dynasty league. You, your goal is to be able to hoard assets and hoard players and become a dynasty, right? That's why you don't pay out unless you win for two years. So I think if the goal was to have a competitive every year, parity league then yes we would have um smaller roster sizes and less keepers but it it, to me that's not the purpose of this league and like what we're doing right um but the problem with it is we have teams that i've complained about this probably on here i don't know i know i've complained about it to you but there have been times in the past where i had a good team right and i had too many keepers i wanted to keep some project guys i wanted to do whatever but you can't even sell to the teams that are, are bad for like middle picks or whatever, just because they don't have the mindset of like actually being in it. Right. That would cause more turnover. If I was like, I need to keep whatever the number has been 17 guys. Right. I have 19 that I really like. I'm trying as hard as I can to flip these 19. And I see an opportunity for someone who has 10 good players, like take two good guys, give me something like let's, have a mutually beneficial deal and they just like don't want to make moves so then you just consolidate with the other teams that are good that are trying and that's why it just kind of stays in the same group like the uh-huh. same guys just get passed back and forth essentially uh-huh. yeah i mean you make a good point and i and i agree that's why dynasties are fun is so you could you draft players or go try to trade for players that you you know you we're we're playing fake managers but on a bigger type scale where you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna if this guy takes three years to be good well then i've saw i saw something or i've done the research or i've 
made the guess and I'm going to keep them on my team and see what happens is, I don't know. I think, I think I'm just in a, a mo- mood right now where I'm trying to think of like, like obviously this year, like you and I, let's, this is, we're, we're playing for the future. Like I did it last yeah. year. I got, I sold the team, got a bunch of picks, made a bunch of picks this year. Next year, I'm going to have three more. And then that's going to be hopefully a turnaround for my team. And like, I've, I sacrificed basically two years to do that. And I don't think there's anything yeah. wrong with that. It's just, it's just, I, I just, am wondering, you know, like we're going to be going on 10 years with this league. Is there, what else can we do if anything to make it, I don't know, like more competitive or more something or other, but I yeah, know. I hear you. It's, it's hard because it's like, like, I'm, 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 like I'm, not, I'm not necessarily saying that like I'm feeling this way, but like, I feel like there can be some times with the league where like you just kind of get exasperated or like kind of bored or kind of like it's, this is getting old kind of a thing, but like, I don't know. And I, and I, and I think we just need, I think with us, I think the pod was a nice juice for the league. And I think for, I just, I just don't want to see it get to a point to where it's like, there's, only gonna ever be like you just don't have a chance like these all these people in the middle I and mean, even like players like you and i like and t like are we gonna ever get back to being competitive like who knows like that's the risk of a rebuild i don't know yeah that is the risk we'll be back though i'll be back <laughs> i better be back after all this <laughs> crap uh, yeah it's we'll see i mean it's not like um, it's not dead. The activity is not dead, but I think I mean I don't know. We've we've seen I don't know. I don't know. Just Brandon, cut this whole Brandon. rant. Let's move on. No, we're keeping it in. Everyone's gonna listen to it. It's get everyone's Brandon. gonna get so Brandon is going to lose his ever loving mind out of this conversation and just like threaten to quit like he does all the time. Brandon, the takeaway obviously is that we love this league and we just want to keep it moving and be fun. It still is fun. So just uh, hear what we're saying. Um, I think. Anyway, week nine matchups. Matchups. Let's get to the <laughs> point of this. I think we'll, we'll save all these philosophical questions for the off season. Let's start off with uh, a big, 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 big matchup. The number 12 ranked team, Toe Biggins, versus the number two ranked team, Joe Marturo. A big bungles battle. Now, I need a quarterback. So there, if there's anyone listening that has a trade offer from me for the quarterback, let's talk because. Um, um, my both my guys, Kenny Pickett and Jimmy Garoppolo, are on a bye this week, and there's no quarterbacks on the waiver wire. That also might be my fault, but here we are. Um, if I get a quarterback sneak, do I have uh, a semblance of a chance of beating Eric? You do, and I just looked that there is a trade in my books trying to get Justin Fields from me. Yeah, I'm sure Justin Fields sucks. Yeah. Will always he, uh, suck. 
the my <laughs> he he does always <laughs> suck at real football, not fantasy football. <laughs> I love that. Um, let's see uh, for a twenty twenty five second. Now, I let's make that a twenty twenty three second. No, we can make see? it. A, we can make it a twenty four. Do you have a 23 second? I do. It's mine. We'll send her over. No, because it's mine. <laughs> yeah, I'm I don't want a 2025 second. That's it's too far in the future. I mean, you know, just we'll work on it. But yes, <laughs> if you get a quarterback, I would say you have an opportunity to win here. Uh, let me look at uh, some of this matchups. You are projected to lose right now, currently by about 80. Uh, but I do uh, like – oh, you're playing old Zappy currently. He's projected to get zero. Is he hurt or is he just not going to start? Okay. No, Maybe Max, he'll get in that, here. That's, he's, he's my best shot of getting in right now. My other options are Malik Willis and Sam Howell. So maybe Tanny doesn't play. Otherwise, yeah, I'm hoping for a, a mid-game replacement. There is a chance, but uh, just for the sake of being as realistic as possible, I will say that Ernie does beat you this week. I think he does. But if everyone if everyone on his team gets hurt in the first quarter and I have the game of my life, it could be close. Yeah, the game of your life would have to mean, well, Palmer should – Hopefully be good with no one else playing on the Chargers. Yeah, Palmer is going to be the number one this week. So is that uh, – can he handle that? I don't know, but he'll get to some targets. We don't have to spend too much time on it. Eric will beat me, but I think uh, entertaining the idea of a little revenge game here isn't the worst um, or isn't the least fun thing we could do. Yeah. We'll move on, though. A big matchup um, playoff-wise, you know, just at least staying in the hunt, we've got Soft Tissue Rehab, Gooch's team, versus Lift Me Up, Jimbo's team. Kind of a must-win for Jimbo here. Uh, just to, again, stay in that running. He's going to fall two games back of a couple teams. Chase is in that group at 4-4, four and four, like we mentioned. You picked him as a team to really start inching up towards that top three. But currently, he is projected to lose this matchup. He's got it might be because issues. he's currently got LaVisca, LaVusca. Shanuska. Thought you were going to finish my sentence on that one. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> okay, do it again. Do it again. That's probably because he's got LaVisca, LaVusca. Shanuska. In the flex spot, I just looked down on his team, though. I guess he doesn't have any other options. Uh, I have to pick Gooch to win here since I just proclaimed that he will be the one inching up uh, towards the top. And Jimbo had a nice showing last week, but again, his uh, his team is just not that good. He has been underperforming. See what I'm doing here? I'm doing the reverse thing. That's a scum and sneak show is famous for now. So I just don't see how Jimbo can really – uh, climb the ladder, swim the laps that he needs to to get this win. So he loses, Gooch wins. Uh, that's my predict. 
I got to go opposite of you. I think Jimbo's going to win. And I think it's going to be the blowout of the week. Best coming sneak blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Let's go. The the big running back trio, well, really, Jim has four good running backs. Tony Pollard's on by, but Miles Sanders should step in. We'll talk about this game later. But the Texans' defense is just giving up huge points to the running back. Miles Sanders should have a great game. Aaron Jones against the Lions should be massive and should be better than A.J. Dillon on Chase's side. And Travis Etienne, as we've seen, taking over, averages like eight yards a carry. Just uncatchable. He's just so slippery. And, yeah, Chase doesn't have his best guys. He doesn't have Saquon. Uh, Keenan Allen is hurt and probably going to miss the game. He doesn't have George Kittle. He doesn't have Brandon Ayuk. So just he's not a full strength. Jimbo's peaking and, yeah, going to be a blowout, even if the projections don't say it is. Blowout of the week. Let's now talk about another fun one for that middle group. We've got the four and four Sawyer Payton team. That's Smith Ben 08 versus four and four NBA greater than NFL Doug's team. And it's only an eight point spread now in Ben's favor. But that is if Jonathan Taylor plays. The most recent report is he did not practice today on Thursday. Um, missed two in a row. Didn't look right last week, but yeah, I guess to, if Taylor doesn't play, I don't have much hope in Ben's team here. Uh, Cup is banged up. Don't expect Kamara to get another forty-five. So I'm gonna pick. I guess I got to go with Doug here. He's uh, he won last week. Got the rights to his first letter of his name back, and he's gonna ride it. Maybe I guess if if Ben wins, it's going to be five in a row. So it's up to Doug to stop that uh, heater streak that old Benjamin eight has been on. Uh, what wouldn't, wouldn't it be just wild if you see Claypool just explode with the Bears? <laughs> I mean, first game against the Dolphins, like they'll probably need to score. I don't know. It would be crazy though. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to that Fields deal. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm picking Doug here uh, with the yeah. banged up Taylor. That's uh, that's my choice. All right, let's talk about my bottom buddies matchup. Big T's team, let's ride. Big T, let's ride. Versus Dayson's Herb Stomp team. Dayson is projected to win. He's higher in our ranks. Should win, but I think T could be frisky here. Yeah, I was just, I like the word. I uh, was trying to find a way to uh, say the same thing about T after we were just talking about Dason. I feel like it's the dropper out of the four and four teams. Uh, he's on a two game losing streak. Uh, let me see here. He's yeah, got to okay. get a. We got some lineup work to do for sure on both sides. Oh, yeah. Look at that. There's a bunch on each side, really. No kicker, no defense for Dayson. Uh, T doesn't have, yeah, he's got a, I was going to say he needs to get a good performance out of Damian Pierce tonight against Philly, which is going to be tough, but he needs to get 
at least 20 or so, I would say to uh, stay on with the uh, win if that's going to happen. We'll pick this on the win, though, but it'll be by the skin of his teeth. Stops a two-game slide and probably fortunate timing for him to be playing pilot, um, considering all the other, like, close teams are playing against each other. So he kind of gets a little breather here. We'll talk about the big marquee matchup of the week. Number one versus number three, Gee Buttersnaps versus Bodum for on, on C hurts. Hashtag one inner hurts. Brandon versus Wade or Brandon versus Brandon, according to some people. This is a Brandon uh, versus Brandon showdown. Do nothing but there is a, a little twist to it. And I and you and the whole world is on Brandon's side for the upset of the week. Scum and sneak upset of the week. Scum and sneak upset of the week. Upset of the week. Yeah, yeah. Just a, just a turn of events for Wade after getting to that top spot. Follows it up with a loss to Brandon, really muddying up that top three. Wade's got some injury and bye week issues. No Nick Chubb. Mike Williams is out, so that's two of his top guys. He's forced to play Alec Pierce, Kenyon Drake, and Kadarius Tony. It's not that I dislike any of those guys really, but it's just not that you can be. You definitely can't have confidence in Drake and Pierce to have the workload that you want. And then who knows what Tony's going to do for the Chiefs. Could explode, could not play, could get hurt uh, midway through. So risky flex play there, but I I think he's got to take a shot going up against Brandon, who um, has the Chiefs stack back. That, That would be very good. Josh Jacobs has been killing it lately. DeAndre Swift should increase his role a little bit. Brandon's one weak spot is his third wide receiver. He currently has Elijah Moore in there because he's got bye week issues too and uh, Michael Thomas issues. What else is new? So, I mean, that could very well be a zero, but so could Corey Davis. So could um, Prochi. I mean, <laughs> Tough, tough wide receiver uh, outlook for Brandon this week for sure. Yeah, it looks like there are some there's some tough spots for each of them. I'm, I guess I think we just start. We got to go with the upset here. We got to go with Brandon over Wade. We got to go with, uh, and he'll make it happen. He'll allow it to happen. Uh, they'll figure <laughs> out. Uh, they'll figure out some sort of deal between uh, themselves. And uh, Brendan will. Well, let's 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 look at this here. So, uh, if Brendan wins, mm-hmm. and if Ernie loses, Brendan's got to go number one next week, right? Yes, but Ernie won't lose. <laughs> if I may, not after I give you Fields. Oh, <laughs> and Fields goes off for forty. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> If Brendan, yeah, is eight and one, beats Wade head to head, 
and Eric gets his second loss, then yeah, Brandon would have to be the number one team. I agree. And then when you win, you're going to shoot up to like at least like the number nine spot. Oh, no, I'm going to be back in the playoff hunt, right? Yeah. Probably. It doesn't take much. <laughs> Crazy. What a week. Pivotal week nine, everyone. We got one Pivotal last matchup. Nine. One last matchup. Also oh, yeah. pivotal. Three and five, Sneak Inc. versus four and four. Let's suck my Andrews. Mm. Now you're gonna move Fields out of that lineup because he's coming to me. All but right, you can right. put in, but you can put in uh, PJ Walker, who's the man. I could you, play Davis Mills tonight just to watch him. Just to, uh, <laughs> do you want to watch that with his number one receiver being like some dude on the street? <laughs> Oh, my gosh, yeah. Let's see here. Well, Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson doesn't have anyone to throw to either. Yeah. Um, well, did you see the news that just broke? Andrews? Yeah, no, Bateman. Oh, what happened? Done for the season because of the foot. Ah, yes. Very good. Yes. But still, would you rather have Bateman, or would you have Isaiah? Would you rather have Isaiah Spiller and John Dotson? Uh, well, eh, eh. well, right. I traded the eleven and twelve. Is that who was picked at eleven and twelve? Yeah. When did Pierce get picked? Like second round. So I would have. I would have probably. If I would have had those picks, I would have probably went. When was Ken Walker picked? In the at like six. In the first. Yeah, yeah he's- so one of those picks would have been Pierce, so I would have had Pierce at least. Ah, uh, whatever. What do you have yeah. to do? No regrets. Next year's your year anyway. But yeah, Lamar has no one to throw to. Um, he'll still probably rush for 100 yards. The, the Bucks play the Rams, so that's probably a tough matchup for Jesse. Um, with Godwin and, and Evans, do we have a a second potential upset here? It's very likely because I'm running out the freaking jumbo lineup. Jumbo, big Dawson Knox, big Hunter Henry, the two H's. Oh, yeah, Jesse, you better you better get right. You need a flex, so he'll probably put in Tyler Lockett, but. No Zeke. Um, I would not suspect a repeat performance from Deontay Foreman. So no way, no shot. I mean, there's a there is a there's a really good chance that I could beat Hesse this week. Drake London will probably have a resurgence playing against the Chargers because they don't stop anybody. Let me tell you. Maybe Brian Robinson gets a gets a bumbling score, gets him back to his sixty yards and a. Give me about 12 or so, 15 there. Probably will. Old uh old Taekwon, can I get some Taekwon back to scoring yeah. touchdowns, maybe? Can I get like a rushing touchdown out of him, maybe? Michael Carter's probably gonna be pretty stupid because he's playing the Bills. Your boy Olave. Another piece of news that just broke. Um, Michael Thomas is going on IR for 
also he's going on IR, so it's four weeks out. So Olave is still going to be the number one guy. No competition for him. So he'll be good against Baltimore. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited. I love Olave, man. You hated him so much. You probably still do, but. Oh, yeah, of course I do. Should have been Garrett. <laughs> Garrett had a good game last week, though. So, makes me Yes, happy. he did. Um, but, yeah, so we're calling. Let's, we're making it official. Another upset. Uh, yeah, we got it. We got to just go official with it. Sneaky upset. Jesse. Sorry, you're going to hit your third loss in a row. Ooh, Schneek is breaking his two-game losing streak. And playoff hunt for the both of you. Yeah, that would put me at four and five. That would put me probably back up there with Dayson losing, Gooch. Losing. I don't know. Losing. Jimbo, that means Jimbo drops, so... Yeah, someone's going to be four and five between Doug and Ben. So, yeah, we're going to have a glut of teams at four and five after this week. Crickets. Fun times. There's your, there's your parody. There it is, I guess. I mean, yeah, to go back to that conversation, I guess all it takes is one one week with all of that, the way it's clustered, that it just it moves around. I guess the opposite would be is that we – we have big moves or slow, gradual things. Like it's, it kind of does make it exciting that like you know who the top team is every year. This year, you could make the. I guess maybe I'm just gonna go back on everything I just said. All the top three of the teams, you could have them one, two, three, three, two, one. However you want, they're all honestly pretty stinking close. And then the four yeah. through nines and the four through tens. They're all really close too. So maybe we do have a bunch of parody, and I'm just don't know what I'm saying. Well, and if you remember too, a, a few years ago, you know, even a juggernaut type team, Brandon had one of those. I forget who we even had on his team, but went up against Eric in the playoffs and lost in the first round. Eric earned his Dragon Slayer title back then. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not hopeless. Like you can be that no, you're right uh let's just go ahead and cut that whole rant uh that's what i get for record for doing a pod after a night of heavy drinking <laughs> <laughs> well let's get moving here so you can uh you can get back to healing up and we're gonna move into hopes and dopes we got a lot to do still Jeez, we haven't even. We got that to do. We got all right. Let's get hopes and dopes. Where was where was hopes I? and dopes? We'll start dopes. it. We'll we'll go through them. I'll go first. My hope this week is actually from Brendan's team. I'm giving him throwing him a bone here, helping him with that upside of the week call. He needs a third wide receiver um, boost, and I think that could come in the form of Terrace Marshall. The yes, very good. Finally, Finally started getting involved last week. Uh, Matt Rule's gone, so this seemingly freed up the offense. Maybe that was because they played the Atlanta Falcons, but they play the Bengals this week. Um, we just saw the Browns, you know, score a bunch of points on the Bengals. And even if that's not like if it's not a route, then the Bengals will probably score, and the Panthers will have to try and keep up. So I'm believing in PJ Walker, believing in the usage and. 
the athleticism at least of Terrace Marshall should get some decent yardage, a few catches, maybe a touchdown. So uh, hope this week, Terrace Marshall for Brendan. I love that. Uh, that's a fun pick, and uh, I support it. Got to have someone else. Got to have someone out there to catch something. My dope this week. I'm going back to the preseason. I was one of the main detractors, proven to be wrong uh, for the most part here. But I think Damian Pierce is in for a touchdown tonight. You alluded to it when we talked about T's matchup. Uh, Philly's defense is good. There's the offense is not going to be moving because there's going to be no receiver. There's just going to be tough all around. And I think Damian Pierce would just have, you know, his 14 carries, uh, 70 yards. I don't know, but I don't think he'll score. Not going to catch a lot of passes. It's just going to be a, a real ho-hum day for him. Mm, love it. What do you got? My, uh, let me see here. Where was I? Where was I going with this? Oh yeah. My, I'm going to start with my hope and it is on your team. Old toe biggins. Ooh. I'm going to give you some help and some love here. And it's Caleb Huntley. Okay. Going, like you said, so yourself going up against the Chargers. their run defense is pretty rough. He did have a nice, uh, he almost had a hundred yards last week. I, I'm, I'm going to predict that he gets that 100 yards this week with a touchdown. Uh, the Falcons are going to probably have a, a struggle throwing the ball a little bit. Uh, they don't throw the ball a lot anyway. Uh, they're going to rely on the, the running back, the running backs a little bit. I'm hoping to get down a, maybe a plunge score and get those 100 yards. So that's my hope for your team, Caleb Huntley, to help you try your best to take down Earn. I think this is also a um... – Hope call for sneak league too. <laughs> and I like what you said about Terrace Marshall because maybe I got to find a way to put him in my sneak league lineup. Yep. All right. My dope is uh, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Ooh. Going against, uh, going on Hesse's team. We called it for the double upset. Uh, we just talked about it. He doesn't have anyone to throw to. Uh, they're going to be. The Saints are going to be watching his running, uh, so I would. I'm going to say that he has a pretty bad week, maybe uh, the worst one of the year so far. Doesn't get double digit fantasy points. He's had some duds this year, so I mean, it's not out of the it's not out of the question. I like that big call, and I like that you support our matchup calls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shink, let's wrap it up with it. Everyone's favorite segment. It's coming, Shink, at the Thursday night game wrong. Ah, uh, yes. But I don't think we can really get this one wrong tonight. going to be very hard. So I think that it's the Houston Texans versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, massively uh, impressive Eagles team. Undefeated. The Texans have lots of defeats. And I think this one, it's going to be, you know, the classic low-scoring Thursday, but still a route. So let's say 17-3 to Eagles. I'm going to go with 21-0 Eagles. Ooh. Shut out. Just three hurts to go to touchdowns, right? Yes, three hurts to go to touchdowns, please. I need to get 60 combined points out of them in sneak league. 
Well, good luck, Sneak. I'll be rooting for that. And then we went pretty long here. So long double episode for everyone. Very rambly. Very, what's the word I want to say? Very um, low key, but hope y'all enjoyed it. <laughs> hope you enjoyed it. This is a rough one for old Sneak. I'll get back to business next week. <laughs> we'll be back next week for week 10. Um, Sneak, get some Gatorade and Mountain Dew in you. Another cold shower. I think you're due. We haven't had one in a while. And to everyone else, bye. about four inches which is is a lot oh that's a lot trust me you can do a lot with four inches you can do a lot with four inches